What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, May 8th. Oh, no. May 8th. Can you believe no. it? Where is this year gone, ladies and gentlemen? Almost halfway done. It was that thing where I was in my head. I, I was like, March 8th. And I was like, that ain't right. Nah. That can't be. Wait, no. that can't be. It can't be May. It's May. It is May, That's gonna be May. An eventful May. year so far. A really yeah, it feels like we've lived quite a life in these yeah. first five months. Yeah, it's good though. You know, I feel like like sometimes there's years that feel long for for reasons where like things aren't going well or like, sure. like games aren't hitting right. That's definitely not the case this year. Oh sure, yeah, no, we're, we're just breezing we're by because games. it's like yeah, games are left and right every week. Something's happening. Can't stop. Can't, Can't stop, stop, man. Dovetail every time. No, it's about to quadruple down in the next couple of weeks. Tim Gettys, you have mm-hmm. had your last weekend where you will not have Tears of the Kingdom. How does that feel? You know, it's stressful. Yeah. I thought a lot last night. I think I might get a new controller just for this. Wow. You know? Wow. I want, I want it to just feel like the first time I played Breath of the Wild. You know what Such I mean? Such a weirdo. You know? yeah, yeah. No, just my pro controller like, has, been, has seen some better days. And, sure. Like, I have a, a couple of them. Sure. But I'm usually the one that, since we very rarely play Switch games here, yeah. I'm the one that has to bring the controllers when we like do the multiplayer stuff. The Nick's got them all stinky. It's just they get all fucked up. Yeah. And, like, the travel yeah. and the Nick. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, I think I, I'm excited for this, though. Okay. It's, a, it's a big moment for me. It is a big moment for you. Yeah. It's a big moment for video games. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Can't wait. How was your weekend? It was good. Uh, you know, a lot of good family time, a lot of quality time out there. You know, uh, uh, it's weird to have a dog that is a dog. Mm. You know, Portillo, mm-hmm. as we often said, is more of a person than a dog. Yeah. An old so, you know, Cole being a good dog, like, you know what I mean? And, like, we went, took him to the beach, and it was the first time we let him off leash and really see what's up. And this dog... Stuck to Benny, stuck to us. You know what I mean? Like he'd run off and play with other dogs. He was running around. That Portie had it run in a better part of a decade, <laughs> and this dog's out there sprinting it up, having a great time. Ears flopping out. around. Exactly, exactly. I love it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Jen made some amazing pizza last night. I grilled a bunch. We had a, we had a little fun time. Played a lot of Horizon Burning Ooh. Shores. Of course, beat uh, the campaign. Horizon Burning Shores spoiler cast this week's PS I Love You XO XO. Uh, recording tomorrow. So if you want to join us live, Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny to watch live and be part of the chat to be part of the show. Of course, you could write it for free at Kind of Funny.com/slash P S I L Y. I appreciate a good Monday games mm-hmm. daily. Yeah, because it's nice to remember what it's like to be dialed in. You know what I mean? I got it. I like, I feel like when you get to Friday, that's when I'm just like, ah, that's something, and I you get it on the thing, and now oh, granted, Monday couldn't remember what month we were in, but still, overall, feeling pretty good. We got a lot to talk about today, Greg. I'm excited about that. Well, first off, let's start with the outfit. There is a color palette you're working with, and Looking I appreciate boy, it. Purple boy. Yeah, yeah. And the shoes are up there too. They're purple yeah. too. Looks like you stomped Grimace's head, and I love it. You know? Yeah. yeah. Going on. Remember Grimace? I, I'll never forget Grimace. I wish that the burglar's back. Yeah. Saw him in commercials. Yeah, they changed the burgers or something. Here's the burgers. Something happened with McDonald's. They changed McDonald's burgers? Yeah. They no. had like a whole like uh, update. No. I'll, yeah. f- I'll try. I, I don't know. I've just seen. I, I constantly see the TikTok. There oh, my were, God. There this were, is. There were patch notes. <laughs> I said there was good news today, Greg. This is horrible. I mean, this can be great. All no, right. it can't. We go to delish.com. Uh, Daniel Harling, who published on April 21st, McDonald's changed its burgers and the internet is freaking out. A few days ago, McDonald's announced that it would be rolling out big changes to a number of its classic burgers. Among the burgers getting a taste-enhancing makeover are the Big Mac, no. McDouble, Classic Cheeseburger, Double Cheeseburger, oh my and God. Hamburger. For now, the changes have only been implemented at McDonald's locations in select cities. L.A., Seattle, Denver, San Francisco, Las Vegas, uh, Salt Lake City, Tucson, Portland, Oregon, and Sacramento. 
Now the customers have had a chance to quite literally digest the news. They're sounding off on social media with their thoughts. One of the new changes McDonald's is starting to roll out is adding white onions to the burger patties while they're still on the grill to enhance the flavor. Oh, so hold on. adding onions to the burger patties while they're still on the grill to enhance the flavor. One user on Twitter pointed out a potential downside to this particular new change. According to them, they're no longer able to order the burger without onions. In response, the official McDonald's account said, you can always choose to customize your order to suit your needs, but a number of people are still concerned with the griddled onions. I'm pretty concerned, Greg. Like, this is an alarming news. We got to go deeper because this is the reaction to it. Now we're... Okay, okay. We're still on Delish. This is still Danielle. Here's, here's the article about... Okay. Among the changes customers can expect are softer, more pillowy buns, perfectly melted cheese, a better sear on the patty, and more Big Mac sauce. I, think we've I don't need more sauce. The tweaks also consist of adding white onions to the burger patties while they're still on the grill to enhance the flavor. Quote, I'll always remember my first burger from McDonald's, and now my culinary team and I have the best job in the world, thinking about ways to bring even more of that iconic McDonald's taste to fans, said Chef Chad Schaefer, Senior Director of Culinary Innovation, McDonald's USA, in a statement. We found that small changes like tweaking our process to get a hotter, meltier cheese and adjusting our grill settings for a better sear added up to a big difference in making our burgers more flavorful than ever. See, the problem here is like this. We're not talking about Burger King. We're not talking about Wendy's. We're talking about McDonald's. Sure. We don't need to fix these burgers. Sure. I think this is something we've always complimented McDonald's on is that if I eat at McDonald's here, Chicago, Tokyo, it's going to taste it's like It's going to taste like that. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I'm, I'm hoping, like, all the changes don't sound like they're going to affect the flavor profile too much. But, hey, don't mess with perfection, man. I agree. But now I'm going to think about in and out Probably going to get in and out for lunch. You know? That's how it is. That's how it is. Why, what, you want me to go try this new burger? I don't yeah. want to do that. I mean, first off, it's still going to like, taste like a McDonald's cheeseburger. You think so? Yeah. I hope so. We'll I never really know. Do. We'll never know. But what you know, ladies and gentlemen, that there are rumors about Konami games at the PlayStation Showcase and the fact they might be PlayStation exclusive, PlayStation shutting down Pixel Opus, and more, not all about PlayStation news, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show by writing in for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD about the news of the day, your concerns, your squad up requests, and so much more. Then, watch us record it live for free on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kind of funny games just like cambosa sphinx jair and of course the celtic queen megan sullivan are uh if you're watching live you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and of course listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday remember the best way to get the show is over on patreon.com slash kind of funny on patreon.com slash kind of funny you can get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free you can get a bevy of bonus content dozens of exclusive episodes each and every month you can get exclusive merch you can watch us record our other podcasts like the kind of funny podcast this afternoon live as we record them be part of that thing become characters like the hagglers Hagglers. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. hagglers hagging it up each and every kind of funny podcast Having a great time. Am I on the edge of their bed? Maybe. Are they brother and sister? Nobody knows. You got to watch live to find out. You know what I mean, Tim? You know what I mean? Pregnant husband and wife, Greg. I'm just saying until (laughs) Cody on Privacy's Instagram, I don't know. These are inside references to the Kind of Funny podcast. We have a lot of fun over there with you if you're watching live. Of course, the other way to support us uh, is to use the Epic Creator Code, Kind of Funny, when you're checking out of the Epic Game Store or when you're on your console playing Fortnite, Rocket League, or anything else where you can input that Epic Creator Code, Kind of Funny. Housekeeping for you. 
MCU in review for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is up right now on YouTube.com slash kind of funny and in review podcast feeds. Interview is about to pop off. I keep saying this, man, but it's, it pretty much starts here if it hasn't already. Everyone should subscribe to the in review podcast feeds, youtube.com slash kind of funny, because pretty much there's a new movie coming out every couple weeks, and we're going to be doing the rewatches of the appropriate titles leading in. Next week, we're doing Fast Five oh! leading into Fast Ten, which I'm really excited about. Why just Fast Five? Because the timing works out that way because we're so back-to-back with movies. Uh, and also, we were going to do 9, which we've never rewatched. But after seeing all the trailers for 10, yeah. it's like, it's based on the story of 5. Gotcha. And so it's like, I feel like that'd be, be the most fun. And there's the historical relevance at Kind of Funny of Nick Scarpino famously shitting the bed. Yeah. Uh, giving his worst performance of all time yeah. on the Fast yeah. 5 in review. And uh, he wants to see if he's going to remedy that. Jury's still out, though. We'll have to see. It's Nick. Go wait and find out, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, be subscribed to that in-review podcast feed. And, of course, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. Of course, if you've been watching this show lately, you know we've been doing 30-minute post shows where Snowbike Mike comes in and reads your YouTube super chats. You can only get them on the YouTube version or the stream. So come on and hang out and watch us answer your questions. Uh, We'll be doing it today, just like we do uh, every weekday nowadays. Uh, Over on Patreon, a new episode of the Kind of Funny Next Gen, or the KF Next Gen podcast is up, where Roger and Bless are joined by Joey and the show's biggest fan. Which is offensive to me as the show's biggest fan, but I am not the person who joins uh, them, and that's hard. That's arguable. It isn't, Barrett. It, it isn't. Is. It is. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays. We'll tell you about you that later. Cool? Huh? You want to look as cool as me? Good. Shady, Shady Rays. Rays. Uh, we said we'll talk about that later. I know. For now, we're giving people a tease. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Four items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. We open at the rumor mill where Zarmina Khan over at PlayStation Lifestyle writes, Metal Gear Solid 3 remake and more rumored to be PlayStation 5 exclusive. Reports have surfaced that Sony Interactive Entertainment has struck an exclusivity deal with Konami for the rumored Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater remake, Silent Hill Games, and a new Castlevania. Silent Hill 2 Remake has already been confirmed as a limited-time PlayStation console exclusive, and Metal Gear Solid has been rumored to be the same. However, this is the first we've heard about a new Castlevania release potentially being a PlayStation 5 console exclusive. The latest report comes from Windows Central's Jez Corden uh, and has been partially collaborated by Video Games Chronicle's Andy Robinson. We go to Twitter, uh, where Jez writes uh, in responding to, is this, the one, is this what Bluepoint is working on? Jez responds, not sure on that. Just heard Sony landed a deal with Konami for Silent Hill, Metal Gear, and maybe even a new Castlevania. Andy Robinson then, of course, tweets, uh, I also heard a Sony showcase is happening in the usual late May slash early June window with Konami stuff included. I'm not expecting Nintendo to do anything. Obviously, that's from a different conversation they're having. Uh, back to the article. Much like Silent Hill, rumors about Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake have been swirling for a number of years, but Konami has yet to officially confirm anything. However, the company has previously expressed its desire to breathe new life into its beloved franchises. In the case of Silent Hill, Konami announced multiple new projects in collaboration with external partners. Before E3 2023 was canceled, rest in peace, it was reported that Konami would unveil a new Castlevania game as well as Metal Gear Solid 3 Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake at the event. Now the games are expected to be showcased at an upcoming PlayStation event by the end of May or early June. Timothy Robert 
Gettys, do you believe? I do believe, Greg. Get fucking hyped, son. This is one of those rumors that have been circulating for so long that it's either 1,000% true or we've all just talked complete each other bullshit. to death and, and completely just like heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody who now it's true. And it all Star goes back Fox to Jeff Grand Grubb. Prix. Yeah. Jeff Grubb's always involved. But no, when Jeff Grubb's involved, it's usually it ends up happening at some point, okay. right? Okay. Uh, for the most part. But um, I think that this is happening. Um, on top of that, I think that it, it would be silly to think it's not happening at this point where PlayStation has just been absolutely dominant with its showcases. I keep saying this the last couple of weeks. You look back to the PlayStation 5 showcases. They're some of the best showcases in video game history, period. The only things you can put up there to co compete with them are some of the absolute greatest, typically, PlayStation E3 press conferences of all time. Sure. But even then, if you were to go tit for tat and compare those to what we got in the last couple showcases... I think that the showcases come out on top in terms of announcements uh, and in terms of what we did not know, surprises and all that stuff. I think the, the pomp and circumstance of some of the E3s and the, the genuine surprise of, oh, my God, we're getting Final Fantasy VII Remake, that type of stuff, of course, is unrivaled. I'm sorry but to interrupt I, you. I'm sorry to interrupt you. We have breaking news. <laughs> From the mountaintop, <laughs> Jeff Grubb has graced us with this tweet. Jeff Grubb's Summer Game Mass has an update. That timing on PlayStation Showcase is right as of now. Uh, his little tweet here and his little Slack message he screen capped because he's a weirdo like Blessing says week of May 25th, PlayStation Showcase, ladies and gentlemen. Love so it. Jeff Grubb is saying that the PlayStation Showcase that's being referenced and rumored in this very article, but is also unrelated to what he's tweeting maybe, is, is the week of the 25th. Yeah. I mean, that adds up. You know, everyone's, everyone's been saying late May. We are already a quarter through may so it's going to be announced at some point soon yeah uh, you'd imagine i think this event's happening right yeah we've talked about it for so long what's playstation up to that's the biggest thing if we can if i can jump in uh, do. just to give more context and color to it i yesterday i looked over the kind of funny subreddit and there was a thread there like hey does anybody else think the x cast is uh, turning into a better show than ps i love you xoxo and it was me of course reading this with my cigar and a hundred dollar bill just laughing because i own both of them. what do i fucking care what's better uh but it was a funny thing of like obviously all the flowers to uh, paris gary and mike for their amazing phil spencer episode i want to interrupt you real quick Two hundred sixty-five thousand views as of this the morning club 3,000 new subscribers welcome new people if anybody's watching this show it's a great show it happens every single day weekdays you know what's up yeah please like and subscribe share we curse a lot more on this show than they do on theirs uh but it was that thing of i saw i was i read through the comments right because nobody was like oh yeah ps i love you sucks and janet and greg uh, suck and it was like no 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 like we like all them it's it, what kept coming up is like yeah but it's like barren for all playstation news right now we don't know anything beyond spider-man right and it's that idea of like oh yeah i mean like we know that but i haven't talked about it i feel because we talk about everything in the industry so much right and like you know obviously pixel opus and there's a million other things happening in the news every day but the idea of like man you and me tip stick with me we're about to mm -hmm. take a turn but it'll go back right. we're gonna get right you and me orgasm all the time True. right it's just part of our dna at this mm -hmm. point literally mm -hmm. i feel like what we're getting with playstation is tantric sex right we are edging we are getting closer and closer to really having the pow, you know what i mean and i feel like we are just building up the anticipation and that's what this showcase is going to be see i see it a little bit differently i see it more as like we've been just experimenting a little bit you know psvr2 it's kind of like pegging you know you just you want to try it's not for everybody but the people that like it really fucking like it and they're going to get weird in the comments I feel like people talk about pegging more than they talk about PlayStation VR 2. Hey, PlayStation yeah. VR 2 is something even lower, not on the bad scale, the less talked about, the less popular scale of sexual um, 
awakenings, I guess. Rod, but I put it on the poll. Uh, what gets talked about more, pegging or uh, PSVR 2? Definitely. Either way, I mean, PlayStation has had a lot going on. It's just not the kind of mainline uh, prestige titles that we're used to. 100%. Them, which is kind of the stuff, point that yeah. I'm making, which but was like, this started back in 2000. Like, PlayStation 4, obviously, we've talked about a million times, so like how dominant that kind of run was. But you look back to E3 2016, 16, I want to say it was. It might have been 15. That um, they did the, it was 15, that they did the Final Fantasy VII and uh, Last Guardian and Shenmue announcements, right? Yeah. Those, that was insane. That was just so exciting. But then you like think about that now with where we're at. It's like, cool, Final Fantasy VII remake. Shenmue kind of came and went. Last Guardian hit for some people, but it did not hit the way. Just like, bless it. It wasn't Shadow of the Colossus, you know what I mean? Yeah, By any, any stretch of the imagination. And even then, Shadow of the Colossus is, I think, more a uh, revered, like it was more cult classic than it is like a god of war you know what i mean 100%. i think over time Agreed. it's getting the, the respect that it deserves but um year after year to see sony kind of like crush these announcements and then deliver the goods our expectations are at an all-time high and this has been the longest drought we've had of announcements because we have seen them spider-man 2 is like the thing on the horizon because we've now gotten horizon we've gotten sure. the dlc we've gotten sure. all this stuff so we have such high expectations because they've delivered for so long and they're clearly holding back right now, and they're ready to unleash so we can orgasm once again, Greg. And I think that's exactly what we're building up to. And I think that's why this showcase gets to be so exciting. And you talk about, you know, uh, in the shadow of the landmark uh, X-Cast with Phil Spencer and the talk about Redfall. The, the and shadow everything. of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, you didn't need to I do that. To do it. You, I you did. didn't. That I did. Everything. Uh, you talk about that, though, of like expectations and managing stuff, and then even this conversation about X-Cast versus PS, I love you, right? And the fact that. PlayStation is just not on autopilot, but it is on autopilot. Autopilot gets a negative rap. PlayStation is just doing PlayStation. They're just fucking doing what they do, and that is just moving consoles and units and making people happy and doing all these things to where Xbox is getting all this shit for all this other stuff, and PlayStation is getting the shit of, oh, tell us more, tell us more, tell us more, tell us more, whereas Xbox is getting... Where are the fucking games? You owe us fucking games, right? Whereas PlayStation is delivered with their titles this year. And this isn't me trying to do a fanboy character or anything. It's legit what we talk about and the difference of these consoles. And so... To be on the precipice, you figure, at the end of this month, if Jeff Grubb is correct, which is outrageous to say, of there's going to be a PlayStation showcase that will be, of course, here's Spider-Man 2, and you assume maybe the release date, The right? release date. It's happening, Greg. You know how they do it, though. It'll probably be, they'll show more shit, and then on the blog, it'll say the release date for some reason. Yeah, but then on top so of that, of like, what is, as you've talked about, and I think coined, honestly, in the industry, phase two of the PS5, and what do- is... Sucker Punch's next game, and are we going to see factions from Naughty Dog? And what is this? You know, you go down, 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 down like that. And the alone, if you're then going to incorporate, hey, also Metal Gear Solid Three Remake is fucking real, and we have an exclusive on it, dude. I mean, look, for years we've talked on shows, whether it was here or IGN, and it's always the same conversations of like the fantasy draft or fin- fantasy booking of the uh, of, of showcases and E3s and press conferences of like, what do we want to see? What do we wish they would do? What do they need to do to have the best showcase ever this year? And it's using the information we have of what developers have put out games recently, who haven't, what franchises haven't had a sequel in a while. Like there's all these things we can kind of play with, right? And I think that is where PlayStation showcases themselves have succeeded the most in, in with rare exception, I think Nintendo directs every once in a while have done it, but it's been very, 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 very rare over the years. It's this perfect storm of like, they answer all the questions we have. Maybe not all of them, but more than any of us would have bet they would in one show, like getting Ratchet and Clank, Gran Turismo 7, Horizon, Spider-Man, God of War, Ragnarok, like all of these things where it's like, 
that sounds like a dream showcase. And like the, what I just named was kind of between two showcases. Of course. But still then Final Fantasy 16, like there's so many of these games, third party or more importantly, first party or the kind of like thing that we're about to talk about here where it is the Final Fantasy 16s of the world where it's third party, the biggest third party games fucking imaginable. And now they're exclusive to PlayStation 5. Final Fantasy, Metal Gear Solid, Castlevania. And it's just like, dude, holy shit. Exclusive on the PlayStation side. and all Which is those- great for PlayStation fans and fucking a raw deal for Xbox as they continue to still not have the first party lineup delivering AAA amazing 10 out of 10s. But that leads us to looking into what this PlayStation showcase is going to be. And we expect it to be Spider-Man 2, uh-huh. obviously. But then also have, what's uh, Sucker Punch working on? You know? What are we going to get from Konami here? What is Bluepoint working on? Mm. I expect we're going to get answers to these questions. And that expectation See, is exciting as hell. Money on the table is just not even a real pizza bet. But Barry, you're welcome to write it down for pizza bet. I don't think we'll see Sucker Punch. I think we're dreaming too. Unless, we it, was, to. unless it was at the end, the you know, Jin Sakai samurai sword in the beach and he yanks it out and it's like, poof, ghost of Tsushima 17. Whatever Sorry, the fuck my, my point is, we're not going to get all of those things. Oh, sure, sure, but what sure. I'm saying is you like, can expect them. we can expect. Right. 10 big things, and we're going to get probably five of them. Yeah. That's not how showcases normally work for anyone else. It does work like that for PlayStation showcases because they've proven that time and time again now. And with where we're at right now, moving into phase two, I don't think there's ever been a more exciting time for a PlayStation showcase, in my opinion. I think that they have the opportunity to announce so many amazing things that we're going to get from this year on, but then also get some of those new unicorns. What's the end of the PS5 life cycle look like? Is the end anytime soon? Or is it going to be an extended cycle because of the pandemic and everything? I don't know. But there are so many open questions here that I think we're about to get some incredible answers. Do you think that, like, are you dreaming big enough of this showcase that we're talking about the iterative PlayStation 5 hardware, the Pro, the remote play device, any of that stuff? Uh, Why not? I don't think that that, I don't think so. But, like, I do think that it's not out of the realm of possibility. Like, I just think that they're they're just crushing right now, and they have all of the tools and all the paints, all the beautiful colors to paint a beautiful painting, Greg. Yeah. A painting that we're all going to want to fucking get, and we're all going to enjoy. And, like, some people might look at it and be like, ah, oh, they didn't have the thing I wanted, but it's like PlayStation fans are going to be happy with this showcase. Like, I if, if they're we not. We better be. We better if, be. If they're not, this is going to be a, a huge fuck-up. Right? Yeah. A huge fuck of momentum. I just don't see that happening. Spartan says, how come PlayStation gets praised for exclusivity deals while meanwhile Xbox is harassed constantly for it? To which I would jump to mainly console wars and people being angry about their platform doing something or not doing something. I don't think these shows harass Xbox for their exclusivity. I can't, you know what I mean? I think when we talk about uh, Blizzard and uh, Activision, uh, uh, you talk about Bethesda. I don't, I can't remember ever being like, this fucking sucks. They're terrible for this. And meanwhile, the flip of the coin, general temperature check on the internet, that's a different conversation of what's happening. I, th- I think it's always a, a very nuanced conversation that is is hard to have, whether it's on a show like this that is quote unquote professional um, or just that you're having with your friends, or just but after the, the pegging d- uh, debate, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but with all of it, I, I feel like the exclusivity conversation—it's multifaceted, and there's not right and wrong. But there is—I I do think there's right and wrong in terms of like concept and idea. In a perfect world, everyone's able to play any video game they want. Every creator's able to make whatever game they want. Those games are going to be funded the way that sure. they need to be. Everyone's happy, but that's just not where we—the reality we live in. So then there's the other side where there's people that are in extreme privileged positions that are able to have every console. And if it was up to me, 
as somebody that has all those things, every game would be exclusive to a console because to me, that makes it more fun. And there's a higher chance that, that game's going to fucking run in 2023. Ding, 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 ding. There's the more exciting thing. And I'm not out here just like, well, I don't know. But like, yes, if it's exclusive to a platform and PC, guess what? It's going to run great on the console and there'll be some fucking problems on the PC, but those people deserve it. Like that is 100% the upside to the exclusivity part of it, let alone the usual thing we talk about all the time if we want to go into it of exclusivity deals come with a big fucking paycheck, which mm -hmm. means, hey, it was worth us doing this game, making this thing happen, regardless of how it sells or what it does. Try not to cease this conversation. Um, that is the realities of business. And so, again, yeah, I saw somebody else call it out, so it's not a point. There is a huge difference to PlayStation signing a year-long exclusivity deal, I'm guessing, with Konami for Metal Gear Solid 3 versus Xbox buying Bethesda, buying Activision Blizzard, right? That, are, that is a different thing in there. Um, it's the way games continue to be funded and move around and do stuff. I think if you're an Xbox fan, it is another continue to like, what the fuck? Because, of course, all the acquisitions and then anything that's come out of them so far, and I'm painting with a broad brush, but stick with me for Xbox, haven't been the God of War Ragnarok's game of the year, Horizon Forbidden West, five out of five for us and many other people, four out of five for some, whatever, blah, blah, Like, you're talking about the fact that Xbox fans are continuing to wait for the dominoes to fall and have these things and yada yada. So if you keep seeing cool games go over there and be exclusive, Final Fantasy 16, then it is a more rough situation. But again, what you have is two companies, and you can include Nintendo in this conversation, but for what we're having right now, two companies, right, that are continuing to try to deliver for their fan bases. They are trying to, of course, make money and, and profit, you know, get their shareholders' profits and do these different things. But they're also trying to be the best platform, the best place to play. And they have very different strategies for that when we talk about it. But PlayStation continues right now to kill it on the first party side and then also come out and be like, all right, cool, we're going to make these partnerships that we know our fans want. Yeah, and their fans do want them because there's lineage tied to PlayStation with all these franchises we're talking about dating back to PS1. All these Konami games, Final Fantasy, like all of that, like it makes sense. And for them to now be at their best with the PlayStation 5 and like have the the PlayStation Studios power to be able to like support and help that we've seen and talked about so many times of the accessibility options and all of that. And just like the, they are making games better across the board for everybody. And I think that they are sharing that with um, their third party partners here as well, which results in better games that run great. So far, that's been the case. There, there could definitely come a time. I expect there will come a time that there is a dud or that there is something that does not live up to what we expect it to. But the run that we've had so far on PS5, that has not been the case. So all of that leads me to be extremely excited for whatever the showcase is going to bring us. And now let's transition to talking about the Konami side of this, Greg. Sure. Metal Gear Solid 3. It's happened. It's been talked about for a long time. Not necessarily the one I would want to remake. I would love to start with Metal Gear Solid Bear. Can you bring up okay. the, the tweet that I sent you? Uh, I saw. I was looking at Twitter today at the the news about this, and I was just kind of scrolling. And one of the responses, somebody posted this fan art, and it got me going, Greg. Yeah, it was like, oh, can you fan fucking art. imagine how incredibly oh, dope don't don't this do would it. be? Like, this image gives me chills. And this is coming off of Resident Evil Four remake, Dead Space remake, Final Fantasy VII, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. This could be real, and it could be as good as we all expect it to, even if Kojima has nothing to do with it. And I think Wait that's the craziest thing to say. We'll get back to this. Open up the Sum 41 tweet. <laughs> Sum 41 is disbanding? Sum 41 will be disbanding. This will be fin we will still be finishing all of our... Uh, oh, my goodness. It Thank you for time. the last 27 years of Sum 41. I never thought I'd see the day. Now, granted, I have not listened to them since that big album that broke out, obviously, with Fat All Lip, killer, right? no filler. Yeah, exactly. And I saw them at a subway in Columbia, Missouri. Oh, shit. It was the mall, but whatever. 
Damn. Um, Rest yeah, in peace, ever since, When Brownstown left the first time, I think that's when they lost their touch a little bit. So sure. it's, it's been more than time. Underclass Hero is a solid album, but that was like, all right, they should have they should probably have wrapped it up back in 2007. Fair enough. Back to the Metal Gear Solid image there. Yeah, this is, you know, I love Metal Gear Solid. And I, I know that I already lived a dream with the GameCube and Twin Snakes. You Woo. know what I mean? Hey, I got to see it as, as realistic as it could possibly mm-hmm. I would also really love to see a PlayStation 5 Metal Gear Solid. We start from the ground up and go there. Metal Gear Solid 3, honestly, one of my least favorite. And, I, and, and again, we're talking about amazing, great games. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a one Debatably out of five. the best story. I, I mean, actually, I, I would even go as far as saying, in my opinion, it's not. Can love it is on the battlefield. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, okay. I'm always a solid snake man, but I like Big Boss. Me except too. for P, you know, P, you know, come on now, give me some Peace Walker out there. You know, yeah, come on, wait, 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 wait. yeah, I digress. I'm gonna be happy no matter what. Some jerk ass in the YouTube chat earlier said that Metal Gear Solid was a mid franchise, and you're lucky that it went too fast that I couldn't get you banned because I would have banned your ass for that. Yeah, on, on YouTube or Twitch. You YouTube, okay. YouTube. Okay, I'll find them. Thank you, get them, Barrett. But either way, I'm excited for this. Being somebody that it sounds like we're like minded on this, where three's not my favorite. Give it another chance to shine. Oh, I, for sure. I, I think that, like, with especially with the modern understandings of where that story could fit into what's going on currently, I think that's a, a really exciting premise to go back to in a way that we've seen with so many amazing remakes the last couple of years. So this, I do think, if it happens, which I expect that it will, uh, could then lead to the rest of the oh, game sure, being yeah. remade. And maybe they just release them in, in uh, chronological order of the story, which could be interesting. Um, it, just like a different way to, to look at it. Uh, um, really quick, Greg. Uh, it was Side of Fries, and they said Metal Gear is a mid-game. The first Metal Gear. Did they still get a timeout? But did they mean that? Or were they just like, did he say Metal Gear on the NES or the MGX or whatever? The I feel fuck? like they would have said Metal Gear Solid. Side like, of Metal Fries, Gear to me. Side of Fries, we need you to confirm if you think Metal Gear Solid is a mid-franchise or Metal Gear is a mid-game mid or whatever. Because that, that will then decide your fate on what we're going to do to you here in the chat as we yeah, wait for yeah. this as we see it goes. <laughs> but the big question for me is, is Bluepoint working on this or not? You know? And the thing... Well, like, they, let, me that's, well, well, let me go off for yeah, one second. Please go off. Greg. King. Because here we are, we have Konami talking about Silent Hill, Metal Gear, and maybe even a new Castlevania. We already know about Silent Hill, right? Mm-hmm. Silent Hill. The rumors were true. Yep. Silent Hill 2 Remake is happening. Um, and who is it being worked on by? Right? Yeah. Bloober Team, right? Am I right on that? You, yes, 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 yes. So yeah, they are partnering with other people. Yeah. The president there of, for a Sony timed exclusive, partnering with Sony in some way there, they are partnering with a different team to make a remake of one of their games. They totally could be doing that with Bluepoint. Sure, but two different wrinkles to that. Number one, Bluepoint has said before there is it's an original thing, and there's been like, what does that actually mean? And two, the rumor has always been that Virtuous Studios was working on Metal Gear Solid right. 3. That's right. Now, again, this is all rumor and conjecture, exactly. so it doesn't eliminate your point, but I want to make sure we're bringing in our references and our little footnotes off Wikipedia. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, that is a good point. So let's break that down a little bit. Break so it down. Where, where we have, that's potentially even more exciting in some ways, where... Virtual Studios. Do we know that? Is that even a thing, or is that just kind of like it's it's new? I think that was off in the rumor. It's, I forget if yeah. they ever like, hey, we're Virtual Studios. Virtual Mission, all that stuff. So I'm like, all right, here we go. Hopefully. People are correcting Bluepoint original content, not IP. Correct. Exactly. Correct. And that all these words, I'm like, we'll That's fucking what, see. I can't wait to see what Bluepoint actually fucking announces they're working on and how they're <laughs> like, oh yeah, well, that's I, what we meant here. You know? When you said that that I see that has to be at the showcase. And that of, course, that, of course, means it won't be. But I feel like it has to be. Of like, 
You acquired them. We haven't heard from them in so long. Like Their last thing was Demon Souls, yeah. which was fucking incredible yeah. as a launch title on PS5. The timing is right for so much fun, Greg. It's going to be so good. Sure. And then, so that's my thing is, I guess in a perfect world, in a Tim Getty's perfect world with Metal Gear Solid 3, it is Virtua Studios. It's not Bluepoint. And sure. It, and Bluepoint is a perfect Studios world. Virtual Studios is fucking awesome too. And we have a new awesome remake team. And then they do that. And then Bluepoint does something else that's also fucking awesome because they've remake. proven themselves at this point. I mean, Bloodborne is, is I definitely think, one of the more. Andy will die. <laughs> he definitely will. That is one of the more popular um, kind of uh, hypothesis of what they could be working on. Sure. What was another one that was heavily, heavily, heavily rumored alongside Silent Hill and Metal Gear? Castlevania. Bluepoint making some castle a new Castlevania by Bluepoint. I wouldn't be surprised. I think that is the type of thing that like they've proven themselves. They they understand game design very well. 100%. When you look back even to their uh, more remastery type things, the Nathan Drake collection, right? Nailed it. Then they, you move on to the rest of the remakes they've done. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus was fucking phenomenal. Sure. And then of course Demon Souls. So exciting time. It's a very exciting time, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be covering it each and every day here on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Remember, of course, Jeff Grubb says this is happening the final week of May, May 25th, the week of May 25th. Mark your calendars. If that's true, by the week before, we'll hear something. But we'll have to be excited. We have to be ready. Mm -hmm. Everybody get Any prepared. moment. Everything will change. The easiest way to be prepared for all of Kind of Funny's content is to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can toss us a few bucks and say, hey, you guys are doing a good job. I believe in the mission, and I want to keep all 11 of you employed. <laughs> of course, you could also get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free over there. But since you're not there, hip bet. Here's a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Do you want to look as cool as I look? Yes, you do. And you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked you can wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase exclusively for you listeners shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season you can go to shadyrays.com and use the code kind of funny you can get 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses you can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people promo code kind of funny at shadyrays.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Number two on the Roper Report. Sony is shutting down the Concrete Genie Studio Pixel Opus. This is Chris Scullion at VGC. Sony Studio Pixel Opus has announced that it will be closing down. In a tweet posted on Friday, the California-based studio wrote, Dear friends, our Pixel Opus adventure has come to an end. As we look to new futures, we wanted to say a heartfelt thank you to the millions of passionate players who have supported us and our mission to make beautiful, imaginative games with heart. We are so grateful, end quote. The studio was founded in 2014 and launched its first game, Entwined, later that year. The game was announced as a surprise during Sony's E3 conference and was made available the same day. This was a big deal back then. Mm-hmm. This was a huge fucking deal. Oh, yeah. Here it is, and it's out now. Uh, this was followed up by the painting-based adventure game, uh, Concrete Genie, in 2019, which was nominated for numerous awards, including two BAFTA Game Awards. It was announced in June 2021 that Pixel Opus's third game was going to be a PS5 title developed in collaboration with Sony Pictures Animation not clear if this project is still active. Speaking of the studio's closure, Pixel Opus's senior environment artist Bob Archibald tweeted, quote, I like to think that with Concrete Genie, we made the world in ever so slightly better place. And not too many games these days have the chance to try and do that. I will always be grateful for my time building imaginative worlds with this incredible team. In a statement to IGN, Sony said, quote, PlayStation Studios regularly evaluates its portfolio and the status of studio projects to ensure they meet the organization's short- and long-term strategic objectives. As part of a recent uh, review process, it has been decided that Pixel Opus will close on June 2nd. It's an absolute bummer, man. Like, There's very few of these uh, talented dev teams that get to work on things that are a little smaller titles for the big guys and i feel like they're getting like fewer and fewer as time goes on because of everything we just talked about in the last story right all the exciting things like we're not talking about pixel lopez's next game right i was but yes uh but what i'm saying is it's like the, those those are the things that uh, yes the ps i love you crowd like are when they're predicting the better what's show be the, the next showcase guy. but that's like that's you trying to figure out what's actually going to be there sure. right that's not the top of mind thing that people are are like hoping and expecting to be there and then i feel like that follows through and that makes sense when it comes to how many people are looking forward to these games, purchasing these games, sure. playing these games, but there's value to these games despite all of that. Um, I think that it this is not too big of a surprise. I think that we look at PlayStation Studios and we look at other teams like Media Molecule and wonder with all the news that's been going on recently, what's happening there? Sure. Are they sure. doomed to a similar fate sometime soon? Um, and that's sad, you know, but I also think that so much of this is just kind of, the, the way things are moving, and it's not surprising, unfortunately. And I think a lot of that has to do with how the games industry has kind of verticalized indie games versus AAA games versus what a first-party game means versus what partnerships can look like. And just kind of yeah. like, hey, we're going to fund other things. We don't need to necessarily own this. We don't need to be running an entire team for these smaller experimental titles because we can pick those up 
uh, ad hoc wherever we want to and support uh, teams on a more one-off basis, which I do think we've seen a lot more of. And I think we're going to continue to see, especially from the PlayStation side. But that is a big bummer for, for teams like this that put out a great game with Con- Concrete Genie, just not a game that's for everybody, but not every game needs to be for everybody. I was shocked isn't the right word, but in terms of where PlayStation seemed to be trending and moving and what they became over the years, I was taken aback when they were like, oh, we're starting this new studio with the Entwined people, or, or we're doing, you know, we're going to get, we're going to pick up Pixel Opus or make Pixel Opus. Because again, Entwined was very much like, hey, these people are just out of college. They just made this project. Now, we're, now it's this thing and blah, blah, blah. I loved Concrete Genie and talked a lot about it, but even the fact that it was hanging around, Pixel Opus was hanging around, I was like, this is very much one of these things is not like the other when you look at what PlayStation was doing. Yeah. And as I've often talked about in more recent times of like worrying about dreams, which, you know, last time we had a big conversation of like, mm-hmm. hey man, I'm worried about what dreams. They closed it down the, like, the next day. Um, where an artsy studio like a Media Molecule or a Pixel Opus fits into this. And Media Molecule making bigger games than Pixel Opus was, but it is really, I think, evident to what you're talking about. What is PlayStation Studio? What uh, studios? What is a first-party title for PlayStation? It is a big AAA game, often single-player, often story, right? Not all the time. You have your polyphonies, and you have all these other things happening. You have VR stuff, yada, yada, yada. But for the majority of it, that's what it is. And if anything, you'd say, well, it's big. It's AAA. Pixel Opus wasn't going to be that. And I, you know, there was a lot of rumors with, the, or, you know, guessing with the Sony animation stuff, right? Of like, oh, maybe it's an Into the Spider-Verse game, or maybe it's this, or maybe it's one of these other IPs they're working on. That all could have been true, but it would have been a smaller experience all around. And really what I think, as PlayStation solidifies, as they talk about what their strategic outlook is and what they define the brand as, you look at stuff like that and you very clearly speak to, we could partner with people for this. We could, if we really wanted to make and I'm just throwing this out there. I don't think this is what they're... Let's make in a 2D side-scrolling Sly Cooper. You don't need to own a studio to do that. You can go find a very talented indie studio to make that game. And again, I think as you look at stuff with like how Marvel Games has gone and found people like Insomniac, right? Or gone off and you know worked with other people. Uh, I was, I was going to say, I tried to make it work, but it didn't. How Tron went and found Mike Bithell, right? Mm. Of like, hey, you're an independent dev who makes great games, and IP would really help you, right? I think PlayStation could easily do that, too, and go find, oh, well, you know, uh, somebody who, like the people who made Blood Roots. Like, that's a great game. It didn't sell really well. It didn't set the world on fire, but there's something there. What if you did X, Y, and Z for us kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I think that is the more modern 2023 approach rather than have these people under your roof trying to make this artistic game and figure it out on their own. And in the same breath, like, don't get me wrong, the stability of a job and a paycheck and health benefits and yada, yada, all paramount and amazing, right? I do think that the people who made Pixel Opus are going to have no problem either starting another studio, landing at another studio. And I would think if you went the indie route with it, it's going to maybe even fit them better of like, I'm sure when you go into Pitch Herman, a whole bunch of different things at PlayStation, there's a lot of weird artsy stuff that either didn't make it to that section or would get cut at that section, right? And didn't make it there because they're like, well, this isn't a PlayStation game, right? This is a smaller thing. Do you think that with PlayStation Studios, with everything you just said, which I totally agree with, being much bigger things and like taking the IP, and at this point, whether it's uh, a licensed IP like a Spider-Man or owned and operated IP like a God of War, Horizon, things like that, Ghost, right? Like PlayStation is now swimming in IP. Um, you look at the Xbox side of things, and even their, some of their bigger devs have done some smaller projects recently, like with Pentiment being an example, yeah. right? Um, and I'm sure I can come up with others 
but I'm blanking right now. But what just um, smaller experiences? Uh, the Xbox making games that they're not normally. I mean, I I put Grounded out there. I know Grounded's every time, a great one. When Grounded's I bring up great. Grounded, people get all mad at me all the time because I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like no, no. That's that is that's actually a perfect example. I don't see PlayStation doing that. And like, have they? Am I missing something here? Like, let the first parties go and make something weird. Yeah. Recently, no, is what I would say. I mean, there's, you know, I mean, I, you could sit, you make the argument of like an Astrobot from Team Asobi or something like that. But like, even then, like, they remember they, like, there was Japan Studio, which they closed, right? Where it was like they were making a whole bunch of weird shit. That's where, like, you're, you're they're partnering for yeah. Patapons and things like that that weren't happening anymore. I'm talking more about like the big guys we're talking about, like the Obsidian making. The, the games on the Xbox. No, right, I right. think that is a very uniquely Xbox thing right now, which yeah. again, I think is, hey, the big thing's taking a while. What if we made littler things or we have smaller projects that we did with the smaller teams while they went and did that? PlayStation's is not doing that. Yeah, and it's interesting because like when they do it, it is like them taking a swing at a giant Brit, big new thing that's totally different than what they've traditionally done. And I think that that's going to continue to be the case with them um, as they continue to move. I mean, even looking at Bluepoint, who they now own, I, I if they, they put out, a, let's say, that their original content or whatever they're putting out is a new game, brand new game. Sure. I expect it to be a big game. I don't think it's going to be a small game. No. You know? No. And I think that, yes, that is what PlayStation Studios is doing at this point. And, like, I think that we're going to get a lot less of the um, Destruction All-Stars type yeah. games. Yeah. Even, right? Yeah. Um, which is very different than Concrete Genie, but I do think in kind of a similar tier. Um, so, yeah, it's just – it's. It is so interesting to see the different strategies between PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo, and like how there are successes found in each way. But with those success comes having to to cut teams that have done great work. Which leads us to our question, written in by the one, the only Nathan Showcat, who wrote in kindoffunny.com/slash/kfgd, just like you. Good if you wanted to. Uh, with Pixel Opus sadly shuttering in early June, and PlayStation PRs. PlayStation's PR response about the closure. Do you think that Media Molecule will soon share the same fate, or will they have a chance to make another game after Dreams? I worry that a look at all the PlayStation Studio devs makes it seem like Pixel Opus and Media Molecule stand out most negatively in comparison to games other devs have made in recent years. As it seems, PlayStation has moved toward a future with fewer games uh, that don't match the huge blockbuster mold. Yeah, man. I mean, when you start looking at the strategic portfolio of Sony, it kind of adds up where like the the fewer bigger titles, it's like at a certain point, it's not fewer. It's like almost monthly, you know, uh, coming out with like big hits, whether it's owned and operated or things like every game it's we've been talking about today, the timed exclusives. But then there's also I saw someone in the chat bringing up uh, Kena, Bridge of Spirits, yeah. which it's like those are the type of games I, like that, I think, is similar to the Concrete Genie level. And um, I think more partnerships like that, I, I can imagine happening in the in the future as well. What's the Ember, Ember Labs? I think was the the yeah, team behind right. that one. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like a couple of years ago, I would have been like, oh, I think PlayStation is going to acquire them. With this news and stuff, it's like, yeah, probably not. But they probably will still have an exclusive. Their next game probably will be exclusive. And I think that that's where uh, we might see more of this type of of thing happen. You're already seeing it happening, right? We just had Chia. We, you know what I mean? Exactly. You could yeah. toss Forspoken in there. But I mean, Forspoken's from Square. It was a bigger thing. And then, too, then you yeah. get off in, you get, you get off, you get off into uh, what you were just talking about with the game that's for some reason totally gone that I just had. I can picture it. Kina. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I think that is the future for PlayStation of making those kind of deals and, and supporting it that way. Back to Nathan's question. Do you worry about Media Molecule? Of course. I've been saying this for a long oh, time yeah. that I don't think Media Molecule or Dreams fit the profile. Clearly, Dreams doesn't, and that's why they're moving them off of it. And so, you, I worry 
not worry like it keeps me awake at night, but in terms of this conversation, medium OQI, I would imagine, is somewhere probably where Pixel Opus is, where Pixel Opus was working on something. They were doing something with Sony Pictures animation, we assume, you know, based on the rumors and the reports. And so that gestated long enough, went far enough where PlayStation looked at it and was like, this just isn't part of the portfolio or isn't good or whatever the hell it would have been, but just doesn't fit with what PlayStation is right now. And, you know, Media Molecule could easily be on double seeker probation the exact same way of like, cool, this is your idea and this is your thing. But if you go a year and a half into pr- production on this and we get to a point where we play and it's not good, then why are we keeping you around? Yeah. You know, it, 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 I just want to say this is obviously unfortunate for a million different reasons, but like, I think it's extra unfortunate in a time right now where we've seen so many layoff stories, so many acquisitions, so many closings and stuff. This is one of the rare studios shutting down, especially of this level of prominence. And like, I know not the biggest things ever, but like, I, I can't off the top of my mind think of a, a team even this big being closed down in recent times. I know there's one. Hold on. Fuck chat. Who am I thinking of? And even if there is, it's like there just aren't many. This is a rare occurrence. Yeah. Uh, but please, kind of on.com slash you're wrong. Let me know where we're at with it but it's like this just seems like a bigger deal and an unfortunate i think starting of a trend that is not going to end i do think there's going to be a lot more of these for whoever even is left you think for xbox too i mean xbox is a whole can of worms that like i we always talk about the dominoes and legitimately it's like at some point they need to start falling if they haven't already started falling and then things need to be looked at from a strategic point of view of what do we do? How do we how do we make this work? I don't want to say salvage because it's not that. Like yeah, there's yeah. so much success at Xbox, even though it's very easy to look at them and like see it as a failure. But like the money's coming in and things are working in the in their strategy, which is Game Pass. So uh, for me, it's more like looking at it and with having to deal with all the CMA stuff and the acquisition of Activision and all that holding them back. I feel like Xbox's hands are tied in being able to make the right decisions in order to run the business optimally at this point in time. Sure. And um, I think that at a certain point, they're going to have to, things are going to change one way or another. They either acquire them or they don't. And then it's going to be like, cool, what do we do? I think at that point, I think a lot of, a lot of the studios are done. We shall see ladies and gentlemen. Number three on the Roper Report, Jedi Survivors UK launch sales were up over 30% on Fallen Order. This is Andy Robinson at VGC. Star Wars Jedi Survivors launch sales were over 30% greater than its predecessor, Fallen Order, in the UK. That's according to new digital sales data shared by journalist Christopher Dring, which reveals that Survivors digital performance accounted for almost double what Fallen Order's managed back in 2019. This is expected, since digital adoption has accelerated significantly since Fallen Order was released back in 2019. However, it should be noted that Survivor retailed for $10 more than its predecessor. Previously, physical sales data showed that Survivor was the second biggest launch of the year in the UK. However, its box sales were 35% lower than what its predecessor managed. 82% of Survivor's physical launch sales were on PlayStation 5, while 18% were on Xbox, which is likely due to the popularity of digital on the latter. Surprise you? Excite you? Um, Make you go woo-woo-woo-woo? Somewhere in between with all of it. I guess I'm not surprised by this. I like seeing video games thrive. I like seeing the business boom and all of that. It's good. Um, And especially for games that I love, I think Jedi Survivor, I've been playing it all weekend. And good Lord, Greg, I love this game. game. The more I play, the deeper I get in. I'm just like, this is what I love about Star Wars. This is what I love about video games all together in one thing. All the tech stuff fucking sucks. And I really, really hate it. And I wish it wasn't part of this narrative. And it is and it's impossible to take it out and that is very fucking unfortunate because this game is so special and i feel like it 
is so such a raw deal that this level of ambition is going to be met with criticism and, and going to be met with people being like, like ah, well, it's assumptions that it's just not going to work. Yeah. And whose fault is that? It's somebody's that I'm mad at that person, Greg Miller. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, but Fair yeah, enough so, him. But that's the thing is like, there's, it's, uh, it excites me that big licensed games can be this good. Yeah, of course. And can push games forward as much as they, they can. It feels so good to play. Like Cal, the way he moves, the momentum of it all, the, the parkour of it all, like there's so much success in this fucking game. And it's just marred, marred with naughty, naughty, naughty little technical issues, Greg. Sure. Little annoying things. So many. So many. For me running through, you know, and working on my platinum last week before I switched back over to Horizon to work on uh, the spoiler cast stuff for this week. It was like, you know. Be, you know, fast traveling back to base. I won't name things or whatever, right? And then you go to the door to get upstairs, and like you get there, and the door like takes forever to open because it's loading everything on the other side. I'm like, all right, this fucking sucks. Yeah, it's it's those little things, but whatever. I'm going off a tangent here. I just think this is a great game. I'm happy it's doing well. Um, I, you know, don't like that games can release at the state that they release, and I also don't have a solution for it. I'm glad you admit it. Those are my. I mean, people have been looking at it forever for you to have it. I know. So when you talk just a little bit, sorry, everybody. Remember, of course, if you're like Tim and you're playing through Star Wars Jedi Survivor, uh, Barrett and myself, we did a whole spoiler cast about it. That'll be ready whenever you're ready. Whenever you beat it, it'll be there for you. Uh, The easiest way to get to it is to go to kindoffunny.com/slash/jedi. I'm I'm making it right now. Survivor. And that'll take you right to that Gamescast. Of course, you can get the podcast on your Gamescast feed whenever you wanted. But like I said, kindoffunny.com slash Jedi Survivor will take you right there. I hated not being a part of this, Greg. Well, you you should play games, you know? Instead, you go home, you watch Fast and Furious. You take your your dogs. I don't know. Weird. I don't know. You some competition where this drag queen was announcing them, and they were coming out doing all sorts of crazy stuff. They're great. Stay home and play. We games. were on a Ferris wheel this weekend. Stay, I saw that. Yeah, Golden the Gate Park. Pops. Yeah, yeah I never saw. went on that. It was cool. Yeah, they freaking loved it, which I did not expect. Really? Weird. Oh yeah, dude. Oh. Moose was living his best life. I like how that hundred uh, feet in the air. I, I like how that showed up in Golden Gate one day, and then they're just like, "Yeah, now it stays here. It's here." Well, remember it they? It here. was they were building to it to launch it in April 2020. Yeah. And then, of course, everything went to shit. So yeah. it stopped. And then they then they finished it way into the pandemic. And then it was like, we got to make our money back on this thing. A real, a real quick aside here: yeah. Golden Gate Park is freaking hilarious on a nice day these days. Mm. On, on the weekend, so Sundays, they Golden Gate Park, really big park in San Francisco, kind of like divides the city. Um, I was gonna say, like, he's under. I mean, if you don't know what it is, I think Central Park. Like, it's it's it, not a yeah. big park. It's I mean, it's a humongous. It's, it's one of the biggest like state parks, and they like keep it up and stuff. It's beautiful, ton of stuff Amazing. going on uh, on a nice day, which is rare in San Francisco. Uh, well, sorry, on every Sunday, they, like, close off the streets so you can just, like, ride bikes or roller skate or, like, bring your dogs and all that stuff, like, no cars. Um, and they've always done that. And now it's, like, there's, like, activations everywhere. And it's, like, there's just, like, like a, there's a yoga crew over here. But then there's, like, roller skating, like, disco dancing people with music playing. And it's just, like, there was just so much stuff going on that I was just, like, People need to go home. <laughs> People need to freaking understand Tim, that they can go home, Greg. Tim, nope, I, res- I resent the roller skate. I know exactly what we're talking about with the the dancing roller skaters. I resent them because back in the day, that was like the best place to skateboard and just like do like flat because it's such a smooth surface over there. Yeah. And then all these fucking rollerbladers came in and said, "This is ours now." Now let me tell you guys something. It's fucked up. All right. They're roller skating in this little circle. Billie Jean by Michael Jackson's playing. Sure They're moonwalking sure and shit. Sure it is. And then this one girl, okay? Yep. Roller skating backwards, doing the thing where she crosses her legs like this as she goes. 
Looks real fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, of course, of course. Busts out a yo-yo. <laughs> Starts doing yo-yo Damn. tricks <laughs> while doing it. I was like, what the fuck is happening? See, I had the opposite where we were uh, walking home from the grocery store, you know, uh, pushing Ben in the stroller. Jen's got uh, Cole on a leash. And we came up, we came to the bottom of a, a, a steep enough hill. And we're walking up it. And these two kids had decided at the top of the hill that they were going to learn to roller skate on this hill. Of course. And so they were coming down. The, the boy's got no helmet on. He's smashing into parking meters. And, like, he's, like, out of control coming down. And the girl's doing, like, the, you know, the pizza slice coming mm-hmm. in and coming out. But she was actually in control. She was wearing a helmet. Her brothers grabbing random ass car mirrors and stuff. Cole started freaking out at these kids losing it. We've all been there. Whole production. But they were doing it on like popular streets, you know. What we did it like we're gonna take our bumps in private. You know what I mean? On the little streets. They were gonna look awesome when we go downtown and we look rad roller rollerblading, you know? No, when you're from SF, you just get in where you fit in. Uh, worth pointing out the PlayStation blog also put up uh the rundown of uh the place April's top downloads uh jedi uh, was on top of the list in the u.s and the eu as well followed in both territories by dead island too so there you go congratulations number four and final on the rope report ladies and gentlemen nintendo live 2023 starts september 1st in seattle and the tickets are free this is richard lawler over at the verge nintendo's next big live event will take place in seattle this september and today the company revealed dates and more details about nintendo live 2023 the event will run from September 1st through September 4th at the Seattle Convention Center and is intended to be an all-ages celebration of Nintendo's games as just one of the many gaming companies planning events uh, this summer in the shadow of E3 2023's cancellation. Nintendo Live 2023 is going to be a free event, and there are two ways to get tickets. You can register in a randomly selected drawing on Nintendo's website at some point between May 31st and June 22nd, where you could get a one-day pass for a group of up to six people. Kids under the age of six don't need their own ticket, but the person registering must be a U.S. resident who is over 18 and has a Nintendo account. It's taking place alongside the PAX West event, which will, be, which will require separate tickets. However, if you're attending PAX West, there's a separate drawing you can enter to receive a free ticket, which will allow one person to access the Nintendo event. According to Nintendo's FAQ, there's no wait list for tickets, and walk-up tickets will not be available. So anyone hoping to attend will need to register via one of these drawings, or maybe earn their way in via competitive tournaments playing Mario Kart 8 or Splatoon 3. This shit sounds like Willy Wonka. Uh, the site isn't specific about what kind of spectacles attendees could expect or how to top last year's Animal Crossing plus Splatoon live concert. Nintendo says it isn't announcing any new products at the event, but confirmed a live stage, photo ops with iconic characters, opportunities to play Switch games, and an on-site store with exclusive merchandise. Yeah, cool. Love that they're doing this just for, for people to be able to experience it because, like, unlike... I mean, you know what? I shouldn't even say that. There's something special about Nintendo that... It's fun to be around other people that love it. It enhances the experience. And I was about to say that, like, that's unique to them. It's not. PSX is a, an example that, like, hey, like, people that love PlayStation, you put them together, there's a magic unlike any other, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like Nintendo's been able to kind of, like, really, like, sing with that recently with the Mario movie, with Super Nintendo World. It's like like minded people that love this stuff, put them together, they're gonna have a fun time. So I love this for the kids. I love this for, like, the families. I love this for PAX East or PAX West goers that are gonna be able sure. to to see it and maybe do both or whatever it is. It enhances the overall weekend experience. Uh, the thing that bums me out a little bit is here. Nintendo says it's not announcing any new products. That was the big question when they first announced this a couple weeks ago of like, are they going to turn this into a new space world or turn this into like an, a PSX for Nintendo type thing? Seems like the answer is no. Um, but that does make me question, Greg, where's the big Nintendo direct? 
we've been talking all episode about PlayStation having to gear up for its next wave. Tears of the Kingdom comes out next week. And what, everybody? And then what? Not Nothing. next week, You'll play that forever. This week. This week. This week. This week. I'm perplexed. Wow. Not by this at all. Nintendo, whatever. Mm. There's an activation. They're not announcing new games. Go there, pose with your warp pipe, and have some fun. It's more that people are insulting the honor of kind of funny. And not me, but you and Barrett. And I think the X cast in general, unless I'm misunderstanding. This is how upset I am, oh. incensed I am. That I saw go by on the Twitch chat. We have a big screen over there. And I was like, wait a second. So I went to the Twitch dashboard where I could go in and scroll back to see what I'm missing here, right? This is the exchange I see here. PJ Julian talking to Rayman 1090. Sadly, the coverage of Hi-Fi Rush just passed by here, and it has the, Shim, uh, the, the uh, Shinji Mikami seal of approval to boost it. Then Rayman goes, yeah, kind of funny just ignored the game, sadly. It, it kind of Kind of funny ignores Hi-Fi Rush. Watch our, watch our content, then. Watch our Game of the Year what so the fuck far are you talking about? How <laughs> where, many where? thumbnails is Hi-Fi Rush? It's two back-to-back on the X-Cast. It's the games cast. They talk about it all the time. I'm pretty sure it's... it's all we had to talk about for, like, a couple weeks. I, I, if I remember correctly, it is our running Game of the Year so far, officially. Most That's, likely, like Jedi Survivor is probably the second. But, it, but like, I mean, like when the, we did our games cast, like yeah. for the for Q one, it was like our like unanimous with with besides Greg, I think. Like so far, this is where we're at. Yeah. No, we don't talk about it enough, Tim. We passed by it. We we ignored it. This it's is a the game same. We all hated. This is the same fucking shit as when somebody comes forty five minutes into the episode and goes, "Uh, you guys, you're wrong. You didn't talk about this, and it was the number one news story." A lot of you need Jesus. Go sort oh, your Jesus. fucking Stay life home, out. home, everybody. Don't roller skate in the parks. Jesus. Yo-yoing. Babies. I'd Aww. expect this from PC fans, not Xbox fans. You're right. Hey. Tim, I'm furious. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for him. You know, just fucking read the thing. Mom and Grab Shop's official list, upcoming software. You know where to go. Sure, I guess. Fuck these kids, man. Why do I even do the show for? Exactly. Why you all owe ten gifted? We can stop. It's eleven a.m. No, out today. Darkest Dungeon two on PC. Cookser Forever Early Access on PC. And Poosh XL PC Switch and Mobile. That of course is Adam's game. Ding Dong XL, Adam. Dude, I saw him tweeting about it today. It looks awesome. It does same style as Ding Dong XL, but it's more of like a endless mover, moving runner. It looks great. I've I've spent many hours playing Ding Dong XL. One hundred percent. The only problem is that by supporting that, you support Gary Widow. Because you know, Gary, Adam and Gary Widow are thick as thieves these mm-hmm. days. They're always doing shows and yeah. stuff. It drives me crazy. New dates for you. Hello, good bo- Oh, I'm sorry. Hello, good boy. Explores the Eternal on PC and Nintendo Switch on May 25th, and Terracotta comes to Switch on May 25th as well. Uh, deals of the day for you today is the last chance to claim the game, the free games from your PlayStation Plus collection. Real quick, Greg Rayman in the chat, who I knew is is a is a great great audience member, says, "Greg, if you're really mad, I was being sarcastic. Just so you know, I watched the review. I apologize. I take back some of it. Thank you very much." It doesn't translate. And you, in Rayman, you're here every day. You know, there's a bunch of kids who got kicked by mules and come in here and start typing. You know, he has what I mean? no arms, he has no legs. He's Rayman. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go uh, to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Uh oh. And I just fucking hate people. Who do you hate that? Now? Like, the point is so simple and they like they neo matrix to get around it. Yeah. And I'm not even going to read it. Times Hero, you're stupid. Then I'm going to go on to this one. Katie G says, 
it's were you thinking about Square Enix Montreal closing? I wasn't KDG, but that's a good, that's cool. I think I was probably just hung up on Sony, Sony Japan when they closed Japan Studios. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we come to you with the nerdy news you need to know about. If you like that, you should be part of the show, of course, by going to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you keep the mics and lights on. You could get, of course, a whole bunch of exclusive content, including Greg Ways each and every day. You could watch us record the Kind of Funny podcast live this afternoon. I digress, though. Like I said, we're here every day. So let's talk about your hosts for the week. Tuesday, it's Tim and GameSpot's Lucy James. Let's go. Wednesday, it's Blessing and Greg. Thursday, it's Blessing and Tim. Friday, it is Tim and Blessing. If you are watching live right now with us, we're about to do that Super Chat post show where we use your YouTube Super Chats to go and talk for 30 more minutes about whatever is going on. You can watch it live anytime. Of course, you can get it later on YouTube only. That's how we do it. That's how it is. So it is written, so it is done. Uh, remember, of course, you can get this show for free at youtube.com slash games Podcast services around the globe. No matter where you get the show, thank you for your support. Consider going to Patreon. And no, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.